Assalamualaikum guys, welcome back to the Faith Income Podcast. Today's episode, we got my good mate Sem Kikimbo. So Sem's been in the mixed martial arts game for more than five years now. Australian-born Muslim, living by his player one mindset. He's been training hard, working towards his aspirations to one day, inshallah, compete in the UFC. In this episode, we spoke to Sem about his journey of the MMA and how it started. Creating one, this player one mindset, he's established with his friend Josh. How he deals with pre-fight nerves. And his opinion on who the UFC GOAT is. Hope you guys enjoy. And be sure to check out his podcast and journey. They'll be in the description as well. Good guy. Yeah. Do you remember they chucked him straight in? The thing, the thing is the UFC will pump anyone up because it's a business. Yeah. So whoever comes in, if you're killing it, look it comes up. Mm. They'll keep going. Let's go. Yallah. What happens if he gets slept onto the next? Yeah, so you got to be aware of that and you got to have the right team around you that will tell you whether to take fights because you, you're going to always want to say yes. Even if you don't want to say yes, you feel like you're going to want to say yes. Yeah, Pride, you're yeah. Gonna, see? But you need to be able to handle that yourself. But if you can't, your team needs to be able to. How do you do with the pride thing? Because like, you know how the way there's majority of the thing is like males, a massive thing is ego and pride. You know what I mean? Like someone's calling you out, someone's... Chatting nonsense on the other side, bro. I know I've heard about you, but I know I've seen a mate of mine told me he choked you out at this gym or he knocked you out here. Like that sort of stuff, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you deal for obviously. I, I have a very small threshold for that sort of stuff. We've got a very hot temper. What about yourself, cuz? <laughs> Tell me, how do, how do you like control it? I can only speak for myself because people deal with it differently. For me, I control it because of experience now. Because I had one or two. Uh, face-offs or weigh-ins and even I remember I remember after one fight remember you boys were at that one maybe um, what was the outcome the guy jumped I won alhamdulillah and then the guy jumped in the cage after after he won his fight and then they he was I don't know yelling I didn't even know him at, at all at that time oh, he was yelling yeah. and going crazy these are things you, you it takes a little bit of experience when you look at the times you, you lost it a bit mm. you just reflect and go that's I'm glad, I'm glad it happened then me you go there prepared for it you know what's going to happen. Like, depending on the person, you have a good, you have a good guess. But that's to cover the reaction. But the pride, ego thing. Because um surely, bro, you know you can crack anyone, or he can, <laughs> you can do anything you want at any given moment. And then you have someone chatting nonsense, and you've got like a million different ways to hurt this person. But you also know people can hurt you. That's a hundred. See, so I think that itself can humble you. That that that's perspective. If you've been mm. hurt. Or rocked before, or even just in the gym, you know. Ah <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, man, <laughs> you learn, you learn. But yeah, maybe some people. I do see it. I do see it that some people will abuse. A, cl- a clear example is seeing one guy. You maybe spar that you see two people sparring, and it could be an, an easy round. You know, not too crazy. They're just like going at a good pace. But then you'll see. But that's because they're both at an even level. But then you see those two people spar with someone else. Maybe that guy will still keep it nice like that. But this other guy, if he's sparring with the guy that he knows, I'm the dominant guy here. I'm the better athlete. I can. He'll rip into him. Bop, jab, cross, kick. Yeah, yeah going crazy. Even honestly, I'll even in the Sydney fight um, that I went to recently with to watch the team. I didn't fight, but uh, there was a there was someone who was supposed to fight someone else, and that that fight got cancelled. Okay. And then they said it was for whatever reason. This guy is um, whatever. He got arrested. He can't fight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then we rock up to the weigh-ins and that guy's fighting. Uh-huh. And who he's fighting now is a solid, no disrespect to the guy, but the guy was just off the street. They teed it up like that. You could see at the weigh-in he was very scared. He was, he was not meant to be there. Inexperience. Yeah, just... Not even to the point where there's some fights you build people up and you know this is you're supposed to win, whatever. But this yeah. was an obvious, like, this is ridiculous. Well, like throwing in the deep end type of thing? Yeah. The guy was walking backwards at the Waynes, like, scared of the guy. Like, you don't see that in any way in ever, even if the yeah. guy's scared because, you know, you want to show a, a, a good front here. Yeah. And then on the fight night, this guy threw one, two punches. They didn't even really connect. It just hit the guy in the arms and, had some weird situation where it ended up on the ground and he threw one, two punches 
the guy tapped out from that. And then even then, this is a clear example of that. Even then, the referee stopped the fight, yeah? This hero is pushing the referee back. Let's go. Whatever. They're going crazy. And then he gets on the microphone and he's yelling out, I want someone that wants to fight, not going to tap out. He's going crazy. But do you not see this guy was just booked to fight someone else yeah. that was 100% down to fight? <laughs> and he was going to probably lose that one. And then they said it got cancelled. They can't fight anymore. Cool. Then last minute fight. Last minute fight on the day. Last minute tee up. This guy and another guy. That's silly, man. Silly, silly behaviors. It just is a, is a is a thing. It depends on, I think, also the culture of, of the gym or where you're at. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. You're gonna look up to the top guys and what they're acting like. You're probably gonna try and do that. Well, uh, reminds me of Cobra Kai. <laughs> you know what I mean? We we're just talking about it two seconds. I don't ago. remember the movie, but yeah, the show is good. You should take a look oh, at it's the a show. show now? Hey, they've got a show on Netflix, man. You rate it? I rate it, cause it mm. one of the things in it is basically they look at the opposition gym. So Miyagi Do Karate. And Cobra Kai, yeah? Basically, Cobra Kai is telling you strike first, strike hard, no mercy, all that bull. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then, obviously, you know from experience that, and like you just said, in a fight, any given day, anyone can get cracked. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter but if Adesanya walked on the street and then some guy just clipped him one time and got him, put him out. You know what I mean? Like, I think the most important thing is to, yeah, understand our, mm. our fragility as human beings. And um, from there, you can go forward and just go. Because I'm not, I'm not going to chat about me being a, a fighter because I'm not a fighter. I've had a couple of tussles in my day. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, um, I've learned that there's two ways of dealing with things. You can let your emotions overtake mm. and get absolutely nothing out of it. Or you can actually like, like rein it in and understand that you're stronger for not allowing your Or you can see the other person as pulling your strings which is trying to play on the situation mm. look how many people have been ripped by these guys Tyson punching all sorts of people millions of dollars going down the drain one thing I will say me and my mate Josh have talked about this a few times and because we've had everyone has had little situations you know but we realised you need to actually speak to yourself well for us anyway we decided let's speak to ourselves and decide where our line is that when it gets crossed, this is the reaction now. But some people will put that line up front. Some people don't even know that that line there, they'll just be reacting. Mm. But when you have that very, very clear boundary, okay, if someone touches my wife, someone touches my sister, these are things that you say, if it can be handled differently, okay, differently. But if you're in the situation then, I'll give anyone a pass to react how they want to react. But aside from that, it should be that, that line, there should be very few things that will actually ever tricky yeah i never thought of it never worth it. like putting like sitting down and thinking to myself mm. okay if this happens a b c d are the only times i'm going to react mm. every other time it's uh what's it called i'm uh emotion bang uh, relax you, you know for me i'm not a fighter at all so but you're a big guy yeah no, i'm trying to get into chin before ages you want no. to <laughs> what's it called no, i like i like fighting mm. as in the the watching it the sport but actually engaging in it, I never did. Yeah. Mm. But one thing for me, okay, since I'm a big guy, my whole life I, I've sort of been stronger than people purely because of size. Yeah. Mm. So if I, there's times where if I'm driving, someone beeps the horn at me, my instinct is to lose it. Hey, what the F? But recent times, because the past two, three years, I've gotten to UC a lot and watching it, I'm like, these guys here, if they're wearing normal clothes, they don't look like a fighter. <laughs> Yeah, so if I get out of my car and a guy comes out to me and just whops me, that is just like, like just the thought of a guy, like I, I could pick on the wrong guy, mm. it's like, okay, just too far. Does that happen to you? Like, do you ever, I'm assuming it doesn't happen to you at all, but like, do you ever think, wait a second, like if I'm about to lose at somebody, how do you know that guy itself, himself isn't? But that would be fun if he did train. You know? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's different, bro. That that's what you think. If he did train. But... Honestly, I'm just I'm just lucky that my very first coach, yeah. Troy Skidmore, mm. had such great values mm. because that was the guy when I went to the gym and that was the oh. culture of the one I was there. So Black Belt and the head coach, mm. he led a great example. I could easily imagine if I went to another gym and they had different reactions, you know. This guy was, would always highlight, hey, you're here for self-defense, whatever, you learn it, 
now you use it as a last resort. You don't walk around and this is my chance to go and throw throw people around and punch on and whatnot. In fact, I fought so much less since I started fighting than mm. before. About that starting fighting, how, when, <laughs> like, like what got you into it? I always loved it, bro. Me and my brothers, yeah. um, <laughs> we always loved it. And my old man, <laughs> we loved just watching boxing, whatever. My dad used to tell us some air raids about how he boxed in, in Uganda. <laughs> All the <laughs> stories he had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was always fun to us. And then a few little, me and Najim used to, if, if you tell about the stories, um, Najim could fill you boys in. At Rose Hill, we used to just have little fights every now and then. Just, it was honestly fun. It wasn't, it wasn't anything other than fun on the school bus as well. But it got to like a, it was fun. I never wanted to do it properly. But means my little brother would make a ring outside would watch anime, throwing hands. <laughs> oh. But it was always just like that. And then one day, I remember I just got off the bus. We moved, we moved to Sunbury, randomly. And there's a sign there, Limitless Mixed Martial Arts. And I'm like, yeah. yalla. Give it a <laughs> chance. Yeah, I went in and I spoke to this woman at reception, Megan, who's um, Troy's wife. And I told her I want to give it a crack. And she's like, when do you want to do it? I was like, well, I'm here now. But she's like, well, you can't come right now. Um, she gave me some information to fill out and come back the next day, I think. And I did that, came back. There we go. How do you? I was 17. 17? Just about to turn 18. That's really late. Oh. Two months before I turned 18. I, I started in December. Yeah, December of the year I was 17. So. How do you know? Now I'm 23. And so now it's December. Yeah, it's a pretty good time. It's wow, gonna make yeah. you read out your birth certificate, bro. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, like I always thought. Oh wow! No, no, like, like, like it just seems a bit late. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I started. and I was just training, training, whatever, d just doing jujitsu and muay thai. Mm -hmm. I remember I got choked out first roll, first session straight away. <laughs> oh well, <wow. laughs> well, does everyone cop that? Is that like an initiation yeah. thing? So I, I think it is, maybe. I don't know. I don't be too. Choke. Bro, I had some old guy here. This is the funniest thing ever. Is it like a regular thing? Like, yeah, like, like the, well, it's, it's regular because yeah. you don't know what's going on and they do, yeah. so it's gonna happen. And they do it on purpose? As in mm -hmm. the first person? But no, they don't, they actually give you, they don't give you the hardest person. Sometimes oh. they give you easy roll at the beginning. Yeah. If not, they give you someone who's very experienced who goes light roll with you. For me, when I first went into G-Force, it was the funniest thing ever. They gave me this big hench guy, purple belt. They look at me. I, I think I know. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Turkish? No, 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 okay. not, not. Yeah. If you, I don't know about, but it's not him. There's a different guy. He's, um, he's, I think he's Greek or Italian. I'm not okay, too sure okay. which one. White hair. Um, he goes to me. He goes to me. Um, so G goes to me. You look like you got a bit of size on you, so you chuck you in with him. Got a bit. And I'm rolling around with this guy, yeah. And I'm feeling, bro. I got this guy because I'm roll. I'm kind of ragdolling him, yeah. Then I was on top of him in side control, and then he had his arm around my neck. And I'm like, bro, headlock. No one ever gets choked out in the UFC by headlock, bro. And because of the adrenaline, I don't know what was happening to my body, I started blacking out. Because he actually had it tight around my neck. Comes quick. And I blacked out. Comes quick. And then, and then I'm like, all I see is I wake up and I look, I look up at the, and my mate's like, hey, cuz, you all right? I'm like, what happened? He's like, he choked you out, bro. I'm like, nah, you, you're kidding me. Yeah, it happens, it happens. Is it just out of excitement as well? Like you, you're too, you jump in too eager? It's just that it doesn't take much to, to go to sleep. I think it's only like six, seven seconds, you mm. know? That's it. Because I still haven't tried BJJ yet, so I'm going to yeah. cop that. I'm going to oh, experience yeah. that. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. When I say I got choked out, I didn't get choked out unconscious. He did a choke that's actually not very conventional. And <laughs> I was like... Bro, what's going on? I, I knew I had to tap because <laughs> my throat was getting crushed in, bro. I was yeah. like, it's the only option. I'm out. Yeah. Baseball choke, yeah? Nah, it wasn't even that. It was, look, I'm not, I'm not even going to call the guy out. It was an ugly choke to do to someone first. It was both hands in here. It was mm. a big bloke as well. And then just went knuckles in straight to my throat. Oh! I've never seen that. No one has ever done that. That's called domestic abuse choke. <laughs> <laughs> but that one's when you. You I'm not laughing. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna but get cancelled. That happened, man. And then I was like, "Whatever, let's go again." But I remember getting that. I remember it was good motivation for me. Mm. Like all the, I'm like, okay, I can learn this stuff. I want to learn it and and be able to do all this. So, what made you take the step to realize, you know, this is actually serious? I can actually get something in this sport. 
Because I know it was just a social thing at the mm. start. And then before you know it, all of a sudden I see you taking it serious. I'm like, how did you even take from, that? From early yeah. on, I feel like I commit myself pretty quickly mm. to these kind of things. And I remember even sending a long message to, to Najim again. A long message to outlining out my plan. <laughs> outlining my plan. In that, after like three, four months training, I go, bro, I'm going to do this, this, this. And I'm going to train. And then I'm going to do this. And I'm going to go blah, 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 UFC, whatnot. Ooh. And it was just what I wanted to do. I loved it. So when you have I a screenshot of that still? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've got a lot of screenshots I'm, I'm keeping in the bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then the gym supported it. He goes, yeah, you got this, bro. You can do this. I love that. I had, bro, I had, I feel like one thing I have is a lot of confidence in my ability, but sometimes as I've learned, it's not 100% warranted. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a blessing, but yeah. that, that, that was one of the blessings on that behalf. Because I, I felt like I could 100% do this. I'm like, I can go to the UFC. I can become a world champion. I didn't think, no, why not? What else is there to do? you got to train, you know, put yeah. in some work, have a few fights, keep training, keep working, travel a little bit. It's not too, um, it's not too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first fight? First fight. So I did a jiu-jitsu tournament, which... Pretty quickly, I think after four weeks, it was a again. My coach is a top top guy. Yeah, four weeks after training. Four weeks, I was just obsessed, <laughs> and this also helps again. My coach, my coach, I gotta bring Shout it back to my choice. first coach because he also said a lot of things that I realize now. Probably planted a little bit of a seed there. Hmm. He said to me also when we traveled for that first comp. Either way, the a comp's com a competition's coming up, and I said, Troy, can I do this competition? Not realizing that it's actually not something you do straight away but he said yes of course i want all my guys if they want to compete to go and compete because a lot of people won't want that to happen because you need to show the gym as a strong force you know you need to put good guys through mm. he's like let's go down and let's just do it and then on the way in the car I remember we had a little conversation what, what is it you want to do whatever that was a great one and then the fight itself or the jujitsu competition itself so weird i didn't even know what was going on i was like just waiting there and then the, the guy said, go. I just ran forward. The guy just guillotined me within like five seconds. Um, and then tapped. And then I won the next three. <laughs> oh, nice. And then I won the next three. Without real technique, just, I think, scramble athleticism. And I wouldn't stop. I would just be going a bit annoying, actually. Oh, like the people you see going too crazy. That was me. I was just like, I'm not going to stop. I'll spaz <laughs> it out. And I somehow won those three. Then I'm not sure how long after. And then I had a Muay Thai interclub. Okay. And... That was good too. I remember I won that one. And then I had a few more Muay Thai interclubs. And then I had Muay Thai amateur fight, which is a little bit of a step up from interclub. Um, and then I remember going to Thailand. I said, I'm going to go to Thailand. And I'm going to spend a month there on my own and train for MMA. How was that? That was good. That was good. That would have been interesting, bro. Oh, my God. Because you were living on your own, right? I lived on my own. Month. And I went a little bit away from the gym. Yeah, I went maybe, considering you don't know the place, I went like 10, 15 kilometers away. Most people stay real close. You can stay on the same street. But from what I'd heard, because I did a little bit of asking around again, all from Limitless, there's a guy there, Simon Hughes, who as a, as a younger guy, he went down to Thailand, spent a few years there training and fighting Muay Thai. Hmm. And he told me, yeah, stay a little bit away. Um, What's the reason? He said it's going to get too crazy oh. and it's better to have your own personal space. Like it'll be a bit, mm. it'll be worth, it'll be a bit more pricey, but it's, it's worth the cost. It's worth the cost if you're going to go there. You don't have to do the hard out um, type of type of staying. And I saw when I went there with my friends that were staying there, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not staying here. Not because of the facilities, but the environment. I probably wouldn't have been too serious. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was good. Dodged a fair few lady boys. Bro, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Those, you know, you'd be, yeah, I'll punch up with anyone. As soon as I say, ah, shit, man, I'm moving <laughs> I'm going to move it to the side. Because do you punch him or do you not punch them? Is it, Bro, is you don't it? need, look. Nah, just, this, I reckon, <laughs> guys, move on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a good experience because I got to experience what it's like to train twice a day full on against good guys. And I saw the top guys and mm. I, I got to see my jujitsu against these guys and that gave me confidence too. Mm. I said, okay, they're really good at MMA and wrestling, but the jujitsu isn't super special, which yeah. is true. Um, not for everyone, but for the people I was training with at the time there. And then I came back and I moved to Absolute. Mm. I moved to Absolute to this gym. 
damn, it sounds so short of a thing altogether. But then, yeah, that what's happened. the reason in like moving gyms? Because Actually, I'm not too sure about MMA gyms with differences and that. I knew that I needed a, I knew that I needed to be training, all aspects of MMA, wrestling. Or was Limitless just BJJ? Limitless was Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Muay Thai, oh, okay. and it was fantastic for those two things. Um, and I spoke to my coach Troy before I made my decision and let him know, and he supported it. Mm-hmm. And I still go, Legend. you know, kick back with him and chill and train, mm-hmm. every now and then. But when I was in Thailand, there was a guy there, Elliot, okay, fighter. He used to fight at Absolute. I'm not sure if he's still there. And he told me, because um, we're both there from, and he's Australian too, way from, from Melbourne. I'm like, Matt, well, let's train together. Mm. He's like, I'm training at this gym. He's a pro fighter. Cool. It's a really good gym. This and that. I started checking it out. Okay, I'd actually met the owner of the gym before because he's close with, um, not close, but they do uh, have a business relationship, him and, my, and Troy. Um, and I said, okay, let me go check it out. I went down, mm. checked it out. How long have you been there? A year or two? This will be, this will be two years this month. Mm. Two years this month. How is it? Like, is it like a different level above? Well, like, that's the gym. Is that gym is there for? MMA and for athletic development mm. and especially in the last two years mm. they've grown massively in those areas so they've got a, a wide range of fighters okay they've got a massive um, a massive fight team which isn't everything okay which is what, what I also realized is not everything but it just shows that they have what you need the facilities are there I feel anyone at that gym mm. you have everything you need no reason mm. to not mm. be able to make it Everything is there that you need. Even culture and competition, training partners, coaching, work, facilities. There's no there's no excuse there for this kind of gym, yeah. What about intrinsically? Like as in okay, yes, I can wake up, go to the gym. Those in I as in you can wake up, go to the gym, uh, see all these facilities, all the coaches, everything's there mm-hmm. on like on a plate for you. But like intrinsically, like you wake up in the morning. How do you keep motivated every single day? Because from seventeen till now, to keep the same goal, to keep the same. It's been a bit of a. It's been a bit of a journey with that, but I never have felt like I would stop this. But of course, sometimes you know it's going to be a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things you learn. You know, I don't want to aerate about it all day. Mm-hmm. But there are so many things you learn, even about motivating yourself. It's even hard. You know, they say it takes it takes confidence to take a day off. You know, because you're mm-hmm. going to beat yourself up about days off and stuff. Oh, I got, should be doing more. There's little Russians out there running a month. You know? Tackling bears. Yeah. <laughs> but then you learn, okay. Part of it is, there's so many aspects. There's so many aspects. For me, it's just because I really believe that I can do what it is that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So when that is together, mm-hmm. what you want to do, enjoy doing, plus you also believe and know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. I just would keep keep training and it's funny how my life has uh become that you know mm-hmm. from first training to now so different it's just everything that i knew that i needed to have has slowly but surely materialized alhamdulillah it's just come around alhamdulillah yeah. and i've realized recently what maybe in the last year or so you created this play one mindset mm. so you have your own podcast as well with yeah. your friend josh yeah. how'd you come up with this play one mindset because I've seen it before online, people talking about it, but then you kind of established it mm-hmm. and kind of showing online as well how you... Did you just explain it? it? Yeah, what is yeah. so Josh and I, of course, like like yourselves, motivated individuals and looking into personal development and, and mm-hmm. stuff like this all the time. So that's like a bit of context to where the mindset was at. But it was really just a book that we read called The Game is Life. This is a, a fiction book, just a regular fiction book. Sometimes I'll get bored and go on books and see which free book is out there, you know, to, to read on, on your phone. Different human, mate. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. And I'm like, let me read this one. Uh, the Game is Life, whatever. It had a catching um, title and page. And that book is about, uh, it's based on life as a simulation. But these, these, these kids, they go into, the whole world is based on this. So everything revolves around this game. Okay, that's why the game is life. Your work, your income, all comes from this game. Your education, you go into this game, okay, and you live a life, and what you learn and from that, you bring back with you. Mm-hmm. And then what you earn from there as well, you bring back with you. So it, it sets a lot of things up, and 
for those who come out of that game and haven't um, made certain moves or whatever the standards are they haven't met, they are really low down in society. They're struggling. They're fighting. People getting killed. It's crazy. And then those who come out of this game and they've done really well in this game, they are the elite in society. They have a, a bit more of a... Um, they've got more money. So the same thing here, the difference yeah. between the, the two classes. But it's really... There's a real difference there. So it was an interesting book. And then I, I, I went to Josh, bro, read this book. It's interesting. It's yeah. fun, you know, sharing, sharing what we have. And he read it too. And then we just started mucking around with the idea. We go... Because before you go into this game, you can look at your character and they have whole teams that are built for the richer people. They have whole teams that are built to give you the best shot in the game. They look at different things like um, background. Where are you going to be born in this game? Up, upbringing. Also, they have certain aspects like charisma, strength, all these mm. different attributes that you can apply some credits to and have whatever advantage you can get. But... A lot, of the, a lot of what happens is dictated in the game. You know, there's only so much you can do outside of it. So the idea, though, of looking at yourself as a character and then picking attributes and leveling up and then also the way these characters looked at themselves in the game and then they, how they did really well, how they did really, really well, the two main characters in this book, what they did differently was when they were in the game, they somehow found a way to um, play it as if it was a game. And that opened up many things for them. So I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. And we started doing that. We started looking at ourselves as a character, even just chatting about it. So then it just started from conversation. We're chatting about it nonstop. If your, if your character was this, what would you do? And Josh would talk about his upbringing. It's a good way to explain certain things as well. It's like, okay, maybe I had this difficulty in my life and so that it's given me this aspect. Maybe this has been the reason that I've had to go through this and I've been in this situation and this is the case because what have I got from it here? Also, certain other people, like you boys meeting each other could be a part of that mm. from that concept. Um, and I did the same. I looked at certain things. I explained certain things. Like in your personal life? Pardon? Like in your personal life, you looked yeah. at certain things, yeah. I looked at, my pers- I looked at myself and my, mm. and, my own, my, and my own life and I just tried to pick apart certain things try to think about how did I get to here right now in that perspective like what things have led me okay when I was at school I went to this school and that made me a little bit more open minded I went I had a uh, a great family alhamdulillah I'm happy with and having an upbringing of th- uh, two other brothers you know you can be very competitive and you just look at different things then you look at yourself as well and your own characteristics and you just think what are the things that I'm good at what are the things that I feel like I need to improve just basic self-development um, analysis but it's a good it's a good framework to operate off because it makes it simple to identify things otherwise it can be difficult to identify you know not only what we're good at but what we're actually bad at you know mm. yeah it helps itself awareness yeah, like one of the things that I got from that was my um, attention span was very poor <laughs> Like, that's just an example of certain things. Like, but you like, start okay. to be real with yourself, start to notice what yeah. you need to work on in order to move forward, yeah. And then you can, start to, you, know, <laughs> you can start to take the right steps to try and yeah. do it. Now, it sounds good, you know, but at the end of the day, you're just a regular bloke, you know, making the same mistakes. 100%. Yeah. But no, I get where you're coming from because if you think about it, there's certain things in life that you kind of like, you can consciously decide to do and not to do, yeah? Mm. So, for example... I'm someone who struggled with the idea of sleep for a long time. I thought it was a load of garbage that sleep? you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a load, of, a load of garbage that people tried to sell to others that if you don't get eight hours of sleep, you're going to be shambolic. For the longest time, for I think a year and a half, bro, I lift off of like three hours of sleep. Because I'm thinking that the more I work, the obviously the more I progress mm. with my goals, with, with like my status in society and stuff... And little did I know what was happening to me in the like in the background of my body and my mind and all that and my, even my spiritual nature, I'm becoming shambolic, bro. Like my whole body's deteriorating and my mind is going left. I'm getting controlled by my body and by my emotions and stuff. And I have like the conscious aspect of me isn't coming to the forefront. Do you get where I'm coming from? And for me, it's like. And then I looked at that, and then I looked at. My environment, for example, 
Then I looked at what I was eating, if I was exercising, and they tell you all these things are important. But you're just like, nah, come on, guys. I got willpower. Yeah. I got God. It should be all right. But doesn't like God tells you, you do the right things by yourself, man. One hundred percent. Sleep is everything, man. You can't really, you can't neglect it. You can't neglect it at all. Like, the hard way. Yeah, like that's something we even looked at from play one, uh, play one mindset as well. Like you got to look at your character as an operating thing. And one massive part of that operating thing, if we didn't need to sleep, we would never sleep. We'd just be going all the time. There's a reason we sleep. Everything needs to have a shut off. Every animal, everything needs its time to rest mm. and replenish. And when you sleep, it's not just your physical recovery. Everything, even emotional, even mental, even spiritual. Because everything happens in memory consolidation, recovery. But if you're not sleeping, you're... Waking up a little bit worse off. But there are things you can do. Of course, you can still operate, but over time it adds up. It adds up. Don't even tell me about that, bro. <laughs> Beta amyloid, huh? But the good thing is, <laughs> plenty of time to get good sleep. Catch up. 100%, bro. Right now? What was that? Right now, the city world. Oh, knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question far left. You see. Next, next UFC. But this question first, because I know you're an anime guy. Even not anime, even if it's superheroes or whatever. If you were, because you love player one and all that sort of life's a game. If life was a game, who would you be? What character? Anything. You're talking Marvel, DC. Apart from yourself. Oh. <laughs> 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 you be yourself. I knew it. Yeah. Mad time. But well, Iron Man's better than you, come on. Pick something. <laughs> it, like what? So if life was a game. Life was a game. You could choose any character. Ryu. Anyone. Oh, but that, that's me picking people that aren't real. So that's mean if I can be anything. You're saying if life was a game, who would I be in, in the game. world? Oh, or not in, in this world. world. In this world or a oh, game? So who would I be in general if I could just be anything? Yeah, 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 yeah pretty yeah. much. Some anime guy, 100%. Okay. Um, Sasuke. I, wanna... I don't even know anime. I was going Nagasaki, you are? You know what? <laughs> I'd be pretty mad being Luffy. From One Piece or Gone from Hunter x Hunter? See, right now, I wish huh? I could talk to you right now. Uh, yeah, because... <laughs> Who's One Punch? How about One Punch Man? <laughs> Saitama? Mm, I don't know I his name. That's him, that's him. I rate him, but... Boring, man. He doesn't look like, he, like he's enjoying it, you know? Yeah, not the basic Goku yeah. and Gohan and Vegeta. Uh, if, I, if I had to pick, yeah, it'd probably be Luffy. Because look, he's out there really trying to get at something, right? Mm. He's trying to get the One Piece, the treasure. And he's got his crew that he built along the way as well. Mm. You know? How about Finn from Finn and Jake, bro? He does that too. Adventure Time. I haven't watched much Adventure Time. Oh, okay, wait. I think I know the show though. Yeah. Finn, which one's Finn? Is that the... That's the one of the white thing on his head. <laughs> hey, he has a great time. He's out there doing all sorts of weird shit. Mm. Crazy. But One Piece, it'd be Luffy. Yeah. What about this world? In this world? Yeah. A, a human that's alive or dead? Well, Could be both. That could be anyone. The thing is, it's, it feels weird for me to pick yeah, you know, human who being, I yeah. want to be and live their life. But who do you admire? I'll just say that instead. I How about that? A lot, a lot of people. Um, Besides Mr. Kikemba. <laughs> He's a top I admire, admire a lot of people. I admire a lot of people. Yeah. Old man's legend. <laughs> but, um... It's tough. It's a tough question. Because it's weird. Because like, I want to... Uh, no, it's, a good, it's actually better. I'll go with who, who I admire. Like, there's so many people, though. But okay. the thing is, it's hard... Give your answers too. Or even... My answers? Yeah, give your answers. Don't just give Sam's. No, oh, it's yeah. hard because uh, it's hard for me to... I feel maybe I looked... I, I, I go too deep when I don't have to. Because I'm thinking... No, no, these go, guys go, have go other deep. flaws as well. Go deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they, everyone has their little dark side that they've done all sorts of silly shit. So yeah. mm. I don't want to say anything crazy, but I admire a lot of qualities in a lot of different people. Like, I look at so many different people. If you want to go off UFC fighters, of course I can look at people like Habib. The way he carries himself, conduct himself. Mm. He's got respect, but he's, he'll... He'll defend, you know, himself as well. Um, also, a lot of confidence that he has, and he, he's got a good self belief. Muhammad Ali stood for yeah. good things, yeah. yeah. He stood for good things, and didn't let himself. He could have took the easy way out so many times. Yeah. Jail. Yeah, well, just jail. Sitch. Just kick back and go to jail. Yeah. That shows that. He could have just said, nah, sure. yeah, you guys are guys right. I'm sure there's got some heart in him. Yeah. In his yeah. prime, too. His prime. Two, three years yet? Yeah, two, three years, man. Fire You're going to go to jail for three years, come back and win a title? 
MashaAllah, man. Allah It's crazy. A lot of people to admire, bro. You know, even from, even, even in general life, you run across people and you go, damn, you know, I want to, you know, emulate like yeah. that. that type <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Go you. Somebody admire. Ooh, okay. We'll say, because I believe in, obviously, like, life's separated into three things. You are spiritual, physical, psychological. Mm-hmm. Physical, I would say, what's that guy's name? The one that does the... CrossFit stuff Apparently has my body type <laughs> Oh Matt Fraser Matt Fraser Matt Fraser <laughs> Yeah He'd be physical Because he's got a rig like mine And he can Like If I was to become At my peak I'd look like him Meet your potential That's your Yeah So Matt <laughs> Fraser Yeah Yeah um, Yeah like okay. There's world There's world CrossFit the games and that To win a CrossFit yeah. World champion Yeah And this wow. this guy's actually Very solid But he's just very fit as well like he's just always always going just his mental game as well yeah it's amazing how he just keeps persisting just be him or goggins 100 percent. cross his air raid bro. goggins you have to put up with a lot of shit though yeah, yeah. Bro. broken shit all sorts of crazy stuff Atlas, bro. Yeah. i listened to the book 100 uh, 100 miles was it? Luke, man. It G- it you up, yeah? 100 bro, bro i'm running i was listening to that i had my airpods in you know, i did this palace <laughs> bro i'm telling you bro but yeah, spiritual, obviously be the Rasul Sassana. But but you want to be him? Admire, admire, admire. As close to him as possible, man. Yeah. That's that's what we're working towards. I don't want to turn it too religious, but let's be honest. Perfect man. said the same thing, yeah. But he said not. He, he said that's his role model. Yeah, yeah. admire. Him, because that's the, that's the perfect example. Yeah, well. So like, look to him, but you know, no, no one can be. Him, yeah. We forget him, bro. Like a lot, a lot of the times we just forget. Like how important he is in our life. Because he's like the manual for life. You know what I mean? Referred to, bro. If you think about character and something infallible, which, no, you know, of course, in, in this world, you look around and you see flaws in so many people. But to have someone in our religion that... Is this in other religions? I'm not too sure if it is. That they have a character that he's referred to as perfect. No. They would say Jesus. No, but it's not even close to character Jesus is not a religion as well. He said it's not a religion. Yeah, he's not perfect though. Yeah. In our religion. Yeah. Well, we'd say close to perfect because I think perfection is just God mm-hmm. in in like because he is the best creation. Like Allah said, the best creation ever had. That's like including everything and encompassing everything. But if you're thinking about perfect, he I think he had his one misfall, but one of his no, it's not even a misfall. I don't know. It's, it's like mixed Abbas, opinions Abbas about that. One of those who he, he frowned and turned away. But it's not I think it's kinda like he has his shortcomings as is a human. Do you know what I mean? Like the year of husband, like he had depression and know. all that sort of stuff. Mm. The year of depression, you know what that is? No. Taif and his wife dying. Oh, Khadija radiallahu anha. Yeah. And yeah, it was, no, it was known stuff. in his lifetime. So he, yeah. he had human tendencies. Do you know what I mean? So he's like the perfect example of how to overcome difficulty. That shows you that that's part of, you know, that's part of being a human. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Even he... Through that, yeah, yeah, mm. it's a part of it. Like, I think even if you were going to say perfect, that is part of per- perfect because you can't have perfect. The idea itself doesn't even make sense, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you need the opposite, you need something to, yeah, be able to feel it. 100%. Yeah. You wouldn't know it's perfect if there's nothing yeah. that's opposite to it, imperfect, yeah, yeah. Well, what uh, was it? Spiritual, I already done physical? spiritual, physical would be my friend, like I said, but mental, Goggins. It would be Goggins. It had to yeah. be. Because he's clocked it. Yeah. Do you know no, he's that way, man. He looks that way. Yeah, it seems like yeah. there's Imagine nothing he can't do. Imagine he doesn't do all he says he does. <laughs> I mean, he's does. got a twin brother. I'm serious. <laughs> what was that? Imagine he doesn't do everything he says. I think there's too much <laughs> evidence out there. Too many yeah. people that have yeah. said and verified. And people that are like yeah. racing with him as well, doing the 100 mile runs. That long. Yeah. <laughs> and that air raid your way through special forces <laughs> and life and everything. The whole time you're air raiding, kicking back. Allah, bro. You're going to get caught out. Yeah. What about you, go? Tell us. I... You can you can not go from my framework. You can do your own thing. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. Uh, Some people you look up to. Commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, in terms of like being humble, like because uh, I've always been a very up until up until recently very arrogant person in terms of. Take cocky, right? One way, one way. Sports. I played a lot of soccer my whole life, and 
It's always thought I was the guy. I was the S S S word. That makes sense, you know. Um, uh, but uh, injuries and all these things just sort of just shut me up, you know, and just humbled me and made me believe, you know, what there's people out there better than you. People out there that uh, always. Yeah, always, always. Yeah, I think uh, that's just something some we have to accept. You yeah. have to, but that should motivate you. Yeah, someone's on. taller than you, someone's stronger than you, someone's whatever. And then Habib sort of told me, listen, like, taught me in a way. Like, uh, what I learned from him was, yes, I admire his his ability in fighting and his tenacity, and it's just he's just so it's just like a bulldog. Mm. It's just scary the way he is, but for him to say after his last fight, after one of his best achievements. To bully Justin Gaethje And then come out and say And then The way he finished him as well He didn't want to do armbar mm. I'm thinking this guy is a, This guy is a He's cuckoo You know like For someone like, like Like in my head I was like You know For someone to be thinking about Someone else's parents mm. You know And his, his best friend His dad Passing away And him thinking You know what I'm going to stop hit him Yeah Still punched him in the face a few times Yeah and still saying, you know what, I'm going to retire because I promised my mum. I was what if he stop. comes back? One day. Do you think he yeah. will come back? There's always conversations. I right? think there's a, there's a possibility chance that he will. Yeah. yeah. But mm. we'll see. We'll I, see. I, would, I would hope he doesn't. But because I rate it if he doesn't. Big time. I rate yeah, it, it looks much better on his on record as well. Yeah. yeah. Right on top like that. It'll be a great yeah. example for the Muslim community as yeah. well. Yeah. Of him saying saying something, following through. Yeah. Because the way he said it about the mom, the parent thing. Yeah. It's not, it didn't sound like it was a joke. So if yeah. he was to come back, then it sort of sort of waters down his waters down a little bit. But again, yeah. everyone is just a human. You know? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's all sorts of things of um, I don't really want to backbite, but yeah. there's all sorts of things. Because I have friends that train in. Um, I have one friend that trains in Dagestan right now. Yeah. Tell me stories, man. That's crazy over there. Yeah. It's it's good to. I feel like in some aspects mm. you can be fantastic mm. character wise but then there are other things that the whole community will condone mm, that, that are wrong that are completely wrong yeah that's human nature though that's there's nature. perfection and imperfection but yeah from him Rahabib, just draw the best things from exactly yeah, from everybody every culture every every everything everyone's got a bad and good side and from what I've seen from Khabib and from what I've admired from him is like just okay wow okay I've got both parents alive I have to start becoming a bit more close to them. Mm -hmm. Start becoming a bit more. Yes, it's so easy to get lost, like just focusing on your own things every single day. I want to do this. I want to wake up. I want to make money. I want to go to this place. I want to exercise. I want to A B C D E F G. And you're so focused on yourself that you're forgetting that somebody else, for twenty three years of your life, has raised you and is thinking about you still on a daily. You know, yeah. it's so it's you so easy. Anything like that, and doing so yeah. much for you for you to achieve your goals. Never get anything like exactly. That, yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to start mm. like becoming a bit close to them, and you know, that that's why I admire him because I'm like, okay, he's Muslim like me. Yes, he's at the top of a particular Great role sport. model when yeah. he came on the scene, man. I yeah. remember how I felt mad. Yeah, well, like, you know, <laughs> so out there, yeah, crazy, man. crazy. And just and just I'm like, you know what? I like that a lot about him. What are you? I was going to say Khabib, but yeah. I would say I could take some parts of Kobe Bryant as well. Yeah. He kind of lived the player one lifestyle as well. He took his opportunities. Like he would say, when he's in, when he got drafted, like the NBA that night, usually people go and party, you know, with their family, celebrate. He's a guy that just went straight to the gym and started working for the next phase of his life. No surprise, he so look at where he ended up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hall, Hall of Fame as well. So yeah, that just <laughs> I was gonna say those type of things you can take, <laughs> and just the decisions he makes in order to improve as a player one, and you know taking your craft serious. Yeah. But I think it was mostly Khabib, mm. like the influence he made on the world. Yeah. Like I'm not even into MMA as much, but I at least watch his fights, mm. and he kind of got it thinking in my mind in MMA watching UFC. Yeah. Obviously, this guy here got me into MMA yeah. as well. But, yeah. but I feel you, man. I had friends that would be watching, and they'd even tell me like. I get nervous watching Khabib. And <laughs> I feel that because we all do. It's just a bit more there. Yeah. Feel invested, yeah? yeah. And he's just it. so proud of who he is. Like, because we've been through high school, some of us at public school, seeing like, you feel like you're outside the box, you know, saying these words like, inshallah, alhamdulillah. But he say, he's saying on national television, like it's so normal. Mm. And now you're seeing footballers say it, Ronaldo, and you're yeah. seeing these inshallah. random celebrities. Yeah. Did Ronaldo say yeah, it? Ronaldo's yeah, Ronaldo's 
before the um the gate fight, um he was on Instagram live and they asked him, uh, who's gonna win? He goes, Habib, Habib, gonna win, obviously. You know, that's my brother. Inshallah. And I'm like, uh, what is going on? He's, he he has the most followers on Instagram. He, he gets Ronaldo? paid to yeah. post. He gets paid. Like he's to post got stuff. to that stage. We were checking it before. Nine hundred thousand paid it to house. Pounds. He gets a house every post. Oh, no, oh, oh euros, yeah. euros. Yeah. Every single Instagram post. There's a benefit because I've I've always said from day one. I even said to Megan Troy's wife, I said, the day I get to UFC, I'm deleting my Instagram, and I'm still standing by it. I yeah. said it. You know, I've put it out there too many times now. But it's also why is that? What about like management? That, like you thing. can always get management because you People can still are, make an influence, like Islamic. Yeah. Islamic People have said like. That's the that side I'll get to in a sec because that, that's the one thing that made me come up with a solution. But first it was just completely accident because why have all your shit out there too many people can always comment on and even if I'm not going to check it, I don't even want the hassle, you know, of yeah. having it there. But of course it's a benefit. It's, it's, it helps you to get to the yeah. point you need to get to. The thing that people have always hit me with when I bring it up is, one, what about sponsorships and stuff? You know, you can make posts. I, I don't care about that. I, my passion is business and my passion is fighting. I fight because I want to achieve some things there that I love, but I want to make my money outside of that, and mm. I don't want it to be tied to it. But of course, you will get as much as you can out of it, but that covers that. Number two, let's say what about promotion? Because the more you promote yourself, the more people will um, want to see you fight. It'll be easier to get to the fights you want. You know, only so many fights you have left in your body. You can't, you got to be efficient with that too. But the one that, on was people, people saying, what about, and this was Josh mentioning, is what about using your platform, you know, to put good things out there and share things? And I said, okay, I came up with a solution. I came up with a solution. <laughs> I'll share it with you boys after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, beauty. Because yeah. yeah. I, I like I'm still the, gonna delete it 100%. Yeah. I like the idea of athletes having, like, management behind their accounts because there's actually a Liverpool player, mm-hmm. 19 years old. He recently, like, started to play more games in the first team. And, you know, Liverpool, like, one of the best yeah. teams in the world. We just we lost what we lost last week, and it's like the first loss of how, of how many games. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. he's getting death threats online, so he had to actually delete his Instagram. Yeah. This is a guy coming into like the next phase of his life. Which player? Curtis Jones. No, Nico Williams. Right back. Uh, Nico Williams. Welsh guys. Welsh guys. So yeah. So it's like he's playing only a few games and he's getting death threats because he lost one game. It's too much. It's too much. There's no need to be part it's, of that. It's 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 a uh, it's a very Toxic and negative world, much. yeah. Mm. Like, as in, yes, there's good in it, but I think just it's like that. Accent, yeah, it's yeah, just too much. <laughs> Stay away. What's the point of having too many people able to see your life, communicate, and sh- like your share? Me sharing things should be. That's why I've got my little private one that I'll keep, the very, very private one. Yeah, and I'll keep that one. And I doubt that will ever go past a hundred. Like, there shouldn't be more than a hundred people. T- that no I want to really be seeing what's going on mm-hmm. and that I want to really share what I, what I feel. Because when you share, you also need to be c- conscious of, do these people really want to... I know I'm happy to see what they're doing. Are, mm-hmm. are they happy to see what I'm doing too? True. How I've do seen you people th- screenshot my stuff and send it in group conversations and stuff That's and this right. and this, yeah. which is fine. But the way that they talk about it and stuff, you go, what's the air raid here? I want to protect that. I want to protect that. So... How can you? That's what I'm gonna do. Delete the delete Bro, it. Bro, it's it's just one problem less. Like yeah. you know how many problems stem from some certain things. No, no, no. I, I understand. People I'm commenting, tag. Like the yeah. more you have out there, the yeah. more opportunity there is for people to not just have an opinion, but to for something to come out of it. Yeah. So they live to without it, bro. For how long? Like you, don't need, you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. Oh, you don't need it. Oh, yeah. You don't need it. You can leave. A legacy, and you can chat and give things that people can listen to and benefit from through mm. things like podcasts. Yeah. Also, there are many options. There are many solutions there. Mm. You know. I mean, the only issue with the the like, if I was to be famous, having a small, very <laughs> you are uh, famous. You are famous. called? Um, is how can I? It sounds very weird. Apart from say 15, 20 boys and a couple family, how do I know it's not gonna? Come out through him. Uh, come out through him. What do you mean? As in, like, as in, someone might screenshot a few things. Oh, Goes to a WhatsApp uh, group. That's yeah. all it takes. Hey, like, like what, what kind of things? So something you're, you're scared to share? Like, if it's a private convo, like, say you got a close friends list, mm-hmm. and then you you got like you think you can trust these 10 15 people on your close friends list mm. and then you've done something privately you usually only do if your boys around you know and then they decide to screen record or screenshot what you've done cuz they know it's a bit messed up 
But they might have ulterior motives by yeah. doing yeah. this. It, it might actually go like in their head. Oh, this is hilarious! Yeah. I want the world to see this. It's very. It's, like, that, it's yeah, thin I think line. of course that anyone would know is is no one would want would like that. Yeah. The one I was talking about includes that, but it's more seeing something that I'm comfortable to share, mm. and then like mad good on you, whatever. But then Someone air else. about it later on with the thing. Look, this bloke man, he was doing this and that, but he yeah. says this, this, this blah, stuff, blah. Yeah. I just want to minimize the, the the ability for that to happen. You know? mm. so get rid of this shit. Let people talk, talk, talk. Away. Oh, yeah. Well, away. I know you can cancel comments and stuff, but what a headache. You know, why yeah. Why you need to? Why are they being there? Why do you even need it? Like you said, how did these guys get to the... Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, these guys were global stars when they went to places. Not that that's a goal. It just shows you that this is a small side of things now. Yeah? It's always has been. It's just okay. that it's become a part of us. Because so, mm. yeah. you think about it, yeah? Everyone's going off this, you have to have it. Mm. Who said we have to? It's only been exactly. here for 10 years. So, the same way I, I think, who says I have to have it? Like, do I got to follow the rules that everyone out there is saying, oh, it's got to be done, otherwise this, this? No. Whatever. You or what if, or if you don't have it, how do people look at you? Like, you haven't had it for how long? For this year, or you're talking before? Or just that? even, let's just say, till today. Like, I'll be honest with you, I only had social media in total for like a year. Mm. But then yeah. some people look at you differently, like people you just meet. It's All like, right. I'll share yeah, this on Instagram to you. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't know, it's better for me. I love it, yeah. There's yeah. ways to keep in contact, you know? My number. Yeah. Smoke signal. Exactly. Bro, that still works. Smoke signal. <laughs> Morse bro. code. Come on, yeah, bro. Ways. Too many people have access to you. That's the another thing. You don't want too many people having access to you. Exactly. Man. You gotta protect what you got going on. Yeah. And just look after you and yours. Mm. Yeah. I'll drop Bilal Abdul wisdom Sorry before you go, right, go, on, go Bilal Abdul's my old man okay. So I want to drop some wisdom from him He says the more and more people get of you The the more and more your value decreases in the world mm. So the more mm. and more you get of something The less and less it's worth I'll give Scarcity. you Le Bouton Exactly Le Bouton Le Bouton Le Bouton That's a meme I'll show you I'll show you I'll show but yeah, but exactly, bro. If if there's if there's a scarcity of you, mm -hmm. yeah, like people don't get a lot of you, then you can like you can actually perceive that your value goes up. And um, one thing that my dad goes: be careful when you're talking too much on the podcast. Don't give too much of yourself, because if you do, you'll start to notice that your value in society starts to decrease because they've got more things to pick apart. Mm. That was me. I was like to myself on the podcast. I said, first, <coughs> I'm gonna be very open. I wanted to just share exactly what I am. And then I started to see the air raiders and the stuff and I didn't like it. So I decided just recently from now on, the podcast for me is a place to leave things with the intention that this could be left around for people to listen to after. Maybe no one's going to listen to it, but that's, that's, that's now where I'm at with it. Hmm. And maybe that will change. I'll share other stuff, but it's like, okay, I'm going to share. You'd be more wary of it now. Yeah. A little bit more wary yeah. of the air raiders and, but it's about the mm. like-minded individuals mm. that's the thing yeah and um i think one thing that we had to settle with was the fact that not everybody's gonna like our content not everybody's gonna like, want to see yeah, it yeah. you know what i mean like you were saying from before there's perfect and imperfect in all worlds i'm not saying that we're perfect i'm saying that in general you're gonna have the opposite reaction always that's how the world works if it didn't exactly. have that there's some no people balance will, yeah some people will, yeah people will always react differently you can't worry about that yeah you just gotta do you yeah. exactly Mm. I'm gonna hit you with quick fire questions now. I know that part of your goal is UFC, inshallah. And I've been watching UFC since I was a youngin. So, uh, off that, how long have you watching it for? Like a minute. Mm. A while. But okay, I've been watching it two minutes. <laughs> 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 but no, no. But um, what is the greatest five all time UFC history? Go. Does, is it subjective? Yeah? So you're not yeah. wrong if you say what you say. I'll, I'll just pick a great fight. Um, damn that that Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald fight was <laughs> insane. I told you, it was insane. <laughs> it was really was good. insane, especially because at the time that I watched it, I hadn't seen many scraps like that. Proper, just mad, just mad, crazy, crazy scrap. But then there's also great performances. McGregor versus what's that guy's name? Eddie Alvarez. Wow. I murdered him because that was. As someone who does it, man, that was just so crazy, world class, especially striking. Grappling, take nothing from Khabib. What he's done is, I don't think we're ever going to see that. It just can't happen. Like, the level's getting too good as well. But you can grapple and just, you know, 
finish it. But striking, there's so much going on. The distance, the timing, to not get caught, pull back, bop, catch him. Two, three, four. This guy's a former world champion. This guy's not just... Out of the people that fight in the world, how many get to the UFC? Yeah. And out of the people that get to the UFC, how many even crack into the top 10 or the top 5? Mm. That's another level already. The people that are UFC fighters that I've seen around, that you realise the level is not that crazy. That's why it made it also much more, okay, this can be done. Yeah. But to crack into that top 5 list and then to fight for a world title and then to do that striking-wise? Yep. This, fight, this guy fought Gaethje. Yeah. Um, Eddie Alvarez yeah. before like all the hype and everything and he was a freak Gaethje mm. was coming in he was mauling people for a life mm. yeah and to, to take the hits that he caught from Gaethje and still win the fight mm. and then coming into versus uh, McGregor because Gaethje he's hard Eddie Alvarez the bald guy yeah Eddie Alvarez the bald guy yeah bald yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the problem is he didn't understand that the mental aspect of the fight between him and McGregor was going to absolutely outweigh him, bro. What is, is uh, it? Are we talking shit before? Because he was thinking so much about how good he can chat sh- shoot with that shit back. I was just going to give up, man. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't realise how much it was going to take out of his mental toll. Like, his energy was so focused on not getting one-upped in the conversation battle mm-hmm. that he ended up fighting McGregor and he's like, I don't even have anything in the tank. Do you know what You've I mean? you got to really regulate that. And the mindset thing never can get phased. Never can get phased. And that's something you got to practice inspiring because you got to muck around inspiring too. Talking a bit of smack, whatever. Yeah. This happens, that happens. And there's a thing that happens when someone talks smack and he hits you, you just want to hit him. You yeah. know? Not even in an angry way. It's like, I want to get that one back. Yeah, that would yeah. be it. But also just the co- in the middle of the moment, it's like the, the flow of the round, it's like yeah. it, can't go too, it can't go like this too much because not only has he landed, he's talked smack, that looks bad on me for the judges as well. Because the they've seen yeah. that one of the things that they control is um, octagon control. That's big octagon control. Yeah. But what he did was incredible, man. Lola McDonald, you're right. That was a cracker. Do you know the spit afterwards, and he's got yeah, the cut yeah. lip, and then he spits, and he goes, "Come on, brother, don't give me jeans, bro." Don't give me because to put up with that, man, it's not easy. It's not easy when you get hurt, you know, to go like that. So I also feel their heart in there, like. They yeah. get from it's, that too, it's bro. rare, it's rare. You've seen people yeah, do all sorts of stu- stuff these days, but those guys, they're a rare breed, man. Those Walla. two kind of guys, rare breed. You know, yeah. I still don't know, uh, I don't have, haven't answered that question for myself yet. You know, I want, we only know when you go through it, that's what I mean. So, crazy. A lot of athletes, mm. but those guys were just proper, not to get into that whole hero mode, but proper fighters, warriors, like the heart, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Craziness. Favorite fighter of all time, or greatest fighter of all time, in your opinion? Uh, like I said, like greatest fighter yeah. of all time. We have to go with Muhammad Ali because of what he's done for martial arts. Oh, Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee, what they've done for martial oh, arts. Be water, <laughs> water, bro. Look at Bruce Lee. And look water. at the time he was around and the way he was moving and the things he was saying about fighting and martial arts. Allah. That was so ahead of the time. That stuff is now, you know. Light on your feet, countering, pop, pop. I watch his stuff and I'm like, he was doing this then? Man, I actually got to look into him a little bit more to see how he got to there. Yeah. What his background was in martial art because the philosophies and the concepts there, it wasn't just air raids. Time traveler, yeah? What was that? Feels like he was time traveling. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. No, he's nuts. Well, you're right. Okay, well, what about UFC? Right, UFC fighter. Yeah. UFC fighter. Favorite UFC fighter or greatest UFC fighter of all time? Of all time? Ask both. Greatest and favorite. Greatest, we're going to have to go with <laughs> Based on performance, can't go beyond Khabib because yeah, the undefeated Sorry. mixed martial arts, <laughs> the craziest martial art to be undefeated. That means what you've done has 100% worked on everyone, on top top guys, even the McGregors, even every single person that's come across you. That took a lifetime of dedication. Bro, unquestionably, he's only lost one round. In all of his professional yeah. career. Only one round. Yeah. Only one round out of 29 fights. Oh my. And then you've got John Jones based on <sighs> him being just a weapon. But. He had moments. He's had moments. Like in comparison to Khabib. And I agree with you on that. Because he's had moments where you've seen him in like. He's in a bit of uh, deep waters now. He's got yeah, yeah, Gustafsson. Yeah. Reyes. Bro, even Tiago. Um, oh my yeah. God, bro. Took him to some bad Santos places. got rocked. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where he goes, Jones. But Heavy those weight. two guys are top guys. Yeah, Nick and Nick. Well, I, I think Habib 
retired at the perfect time. There's no question mark. That's what I'm saying. If he, if he doesn't, if he comes back now, he's going to ruin it a little bit. GSP is a good fight for him, though. Uh, I reckon he'll be good. We're talking about it before. I think he left. We're talking about it before. His word. Like, imagine. Yeah, like, he imagine he's going to break his word. Yeah, 100%. Who's GSP? George St. Pierre. Yeah, I was going to say about that. Possibly the goat. Um, there was an interview with him and Joe Rogan maybe four or five years ago. Um, this is pre-fight nerves and all that sort of stuff. Like, I want to ask you how you deal with it. GSP, I got some banter from, about GSP uh, post podcast banter. No, come <laughs> on, bro. No, I'm down to hear it. But um, basically, he goes, he hates, he hates fighting. Mm. He hates it, but he loves everything, the glitz and the glamour that comes with it. And it he goes inside the in, like inside the change rooms maybe. The day of the fight, he goes, he's absolutely crapping himself. Like, he doesn't want to do this because it's it's the part of the fighting that's, yeah, yeah. like, the most intense. Like, this is where you perform. This is where you find out the difference between the best and the worst. The nerves kick in. The nerves, yeah. And he's, like, he's puking. Like, he's before the fight, he goes in, he pukes, and then he goes to himself. Like, I have to G myself up. I have to do affirmations in the mirror. Like, you're the greatest. And he gets G'd before he walks out. And then he walks out. But he has to G himself up. Like, he's not... And I know that there's only a fair fair few people that enjoy violence enough to go, I love fighting. Like, it's something that I wake up for. Like, violence is, like, in my blood. (laughs) Tell me about how you deal with pre-fight... If you have pre-fight nerves. And do you... How do you Man, deal with them? The nerves you can't escape. Everyone's going to have the nerves, but it doesn't take away the love you have for it. But honestly, I heard something once, I think it's pretty true. Nerves, excitement, the same feeling. You know, it's what you tell yourself. Mm. But for me, pre-fight, I definitely get that feeling, you know, because especially when it's a full camp, it's not like something short notice because you know who you're fighting. You know you're going to be punching on with this guy at this time later on. Mm. You know he's training, you know. So... He's, he's in your head a, a lot, you know, even if he's not, you're just thinking that you're preparing for this. And then finally you get close and it's mad. But it's mad, but it's also that nervous feeling. You can't, that's probably what you would call it, the nervous feeling. Mm. Um, but it's mad because it's, it's the hard parts done, all the weight cutting and the ugly stuff. For sure, once you're in the cage, zero nerves, zero, you know, just go time. I think that's for everyone. I think it would have to be because you just don't think at that stage. But it's in the back as well. It's ugly waiting, man. Everyone's getting ready, warmed up. There's a certain tension in there. Yeah. What more can you do? You got to just sit and wait. Ugly waiting, and then warm up. And there's a lot of other things you do. But I really, really enjoy that process too. I put on some music first, some Afro beats. I'll just vibe. <laughs> Love I'll a bit of Afro beats. <laughs> I'll, ju- I'll vibe and chill. You know, I know you're a sociopath for sure. <laughs> <laughs> vibe before chill. You, before you knock someone out, <laughs> like, yeah. and just kick back and try and get in that rhythm. And it's, it's a mad place to be i'm not trying to talk myself up but it's a mad place to be yeah. because you're feeling so good but also you're feeling cringy wise to say but you feel a bit dangerous as well because you're just geeing up a bit edgy. yeah you wear like, a leather jacket beforehand <laughs> <laughs> but you just Pain up black. and you just you're like okay whatever dancing smiling also maybe people, people deal with it differently i get to see so many fighters you know deal with it differently but then i'll pray to rock and i'll make dua and you, then man. from there, I feel like I really calm down and I make the art before, you know, for me, for the guy I'm going to fight, to both be okay, you know, live after this and to live come after away this. Did I just hear that? Yeah, bro. I come away with too many things because <laughs> you start to realize, and also a bit of a shift happened recently for me, but you, I make that prayer and I also ask Allah to give me strength. And I'm telling you, I feel that's an, adv- that's an advantage that we have because Josh has even said it. Troy has even said it. They've seen me in the fight beforehand. And you go in there because you already know it's written. Whatever's going to happen right here has been written. That is, whether oh. I'm going to win, whether I'm going to lose, there's everything taken away from you. You know. Now we're just going to go. And you make that dua. Like, whatever you've written for me, I accept. Please give me victory. Give me strength. Make me strong, dangerous. Let me win every exchange. Yeah. Don't let me lose out on any exchange. Let me cop any long-lasting damage. Let me survive this and for him to be a safe and okay too. Yeah, look. UFC embedded. Have you seen the one with Khabib in his last fight before Gagey? Have you watched it? I watched it. Uh, I should have because I've watched everything, but what happened in there? He has a mirror inside his like his uh, his room mm. and on the mirror he writes, 
when Allah is with you, no one can harm you. And he has that sort of can't stuff. Can't escape that, bro. I'm telling you, know you know different, I mean? different feeling. Different feeling. He wrote in all his fights, you know, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote, wrote in all, all his fights yeah. and his wins. He got yeah. a st- st- sticky pad, whatever, I don't know, sticky notes. He put it all 28 in a row. It's a cookie jar thing. People do everything. I visualize for sure. After I've, after I've, I've prayed, then I get a little bit of time to myself. I'll visualize and then just visualize certain scenarios, visualize my hand getting raised, visualize knocking out, finishing, whatever. Yeah. And then I put the music back on because, and I get into that same state again. And then we walk out. You got to flow, yeah. Wally, you got to flow, man. Uh, Dream fight. McGregor. You? Striking, yeah. yeah. I want to smack him, bro. <laughs> 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 I got to be in your corner that time. I've got to be, bro. Both get him, bro. <laughs> I'm jumping the fence, bro. I'll go on nah, look, Dylan look, Dennis. I, I, I'm not that guy that hates, hates McGregor. I actually do rate him and... I, I did actually rate him massively before then when the, all the racist stuff started. I got into that whole G'd up, man, this guy's a dog, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, <laughs> it's just a game. But I just would love to fight him. You know, you think to yourself, when, well, I think to myself, what would be the ideal nemesis, you know? Like, you need one. You know, Ali had his, Tyson, Tyson kind of had his, Khabib definitely had it with McGregor. And it's like, some McGregor or some type of that. It just wants someone that it's going to be a real proper scrap. You really want to win this fight and it's you not just because because you know he's so bloody like fast. Good. All aspects, mental, physical, yeah, bro, you know that'd be hard. Good. You man. know he's good. This is gonna count. Like this is the biggest test. Hundred percent. His mindset is strong, he's training, everything. Like let's go. Is this is this some sort of like challenge for you as well? You're like I'm okay, if I can fight him one day, I'm challenging myself against the best. Yeah, because this is who you would see as like this guy is. Yeah. The ultimate challenge. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy at the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. If you if you if you beat him, inshallah, and I'll pray inshallah for you to do it. If you do fight him and you end up beating him, is that game clocked? Nah, come on. Depends who else is out there. It would be ideal someone coming up at the same time. Another little Russian somewhere or something. It's like Makachev still there. I think a little bit ahead of the game there for me. But someone maybe as I get in, there's even a few that you look at. I saw when they were pumping up. Sean O'Malley, when I was pumping out Cejudo, I was mm. like, okay, these guys could be one of these guys, whatever, but whoever, that's the guy. I want a guy like that. Yeah, I don't like Cejudo's talking game, but everything else is, is a freak. I, 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 I interacted with him at Adesanya's after party, mm-hmm, okay. and he's a good guy, but too much air rating. <laughs> too much air rating. Too much triple C. I think maybe just because people were taking photos and stuff, like I couldn't... Um, I, like I could sit down and chat to him like I was chatting to you guys yeah. but I got to do that with the other guys that, but they're not from his gym you know from CKB and cool guys down 